Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. Today I want to do a little episode about boundaries. Uh, Boundaries, our own boundaries, and those of other people's. Because one thing I've learned for myself, and you know, you can tell people to the cows come home, but actually quite often we advise people to do stuff that we aren't really doing ourselves. And one of those things does relate to boundaries. So I can think of many times in the past where I could see how someone I was working with basically had no real boundaries. You know, they would complain about how they had too much to do. They couldn't trust anyone to do things. They had to do it themselves. They wanted to control every aspect of their lives because they couldn't trust other people to do what they wanted to do, how they wanted to do it, or they didn't believe things would get done, or they they told themselves all kinds of stories, which meant they were absolutely run ragged, and they kind of wanted, in some cases, a, a kind of magic bullet that said, just make me feel so amazing that I can carry on doing all of these things with no boundaries whatsoever. I'll just change my plans for myself at the drop of a hat because some boss, colleague, parent, child, partner wants something. And I don't mean big stuff. I'm not talking about having boundaries that you don't go to someone when they're really sick or when they're really needy or when they're really in need of help. But I'm talking about, you know, I can't find my socks. Where's my whatever? Uh, We set up what happens when we have no boundaries like this. We set up an expectation in others that says, listen, I don't have to think too hard about this because if it gets difficult, I'll just ask you. And they don't consciously think that. They don't sit down and go, hmm, I won't think too hard about this. I'll just start. They're not consciously aware that that's what they do. But we set up a relationship with others, which means that's how they behave. And the coach I once worked with said, it takes three times before you set up a pattern. So let me give you an example. So I I was a guilty party, boundaries, didn't have them. Client wanted to cancel a session, move it somewhere else. Oh yeah, no problem. I would be squeezing in space, giving up my personal time, moving around projects that were important to me to fit in a client who just thought that that was okay. It was okay to expect someone else to upend their entire diary, their life, because they couldn't actually organise their own. And I used to do this, and understandably, I would get stressed by it. I would get overwhelmed by it. I would get resentful about it. But I would also feel guilty. Oh, God, if I don't do that, I feel guilty. I should have done that. Or what if they don't like me? What if they stop working with me? What if... Uh, I get marked down in some way, you know, as unhelpful. Or, you know, what if people think badly of me? Oh, there's the crusher. What if people think badly of me? And so 
I would change these things, but then I would also feel resentful. It's like, oh, you know, I really didn't want to do that because I had a plan that I was going to spend time working on a new project that was exciting to me or or I had some time set aside to, you know, in my case, maybe write my book, which is, you know, classic procrastination. So it's easy to go, oh, great, I've got this excuse. I now see this client instead. But or you had or you had a commitment you were going to get your hair done or you said to your partner you'd promised someone else that you would definitely you know take two hours off spend some time with them and then all of a sudden oh yeah but a client wants or a boss wants or whatever wants and we we let people down all over the place so we're letting people down we're feeling guilty and we're feeling resentful it's like i just gave up this lovely afternoon with someone i really want to be with i made specific time for you but you want to move in and now it's my fault not it's my problem so I used to do that used to do it a lot I used to think oh god oh, I, can't, I can't explain to you how to do this just give it to me you know that classic that is very controlling and it sets you up for a fall you know you are gonna you can't carry on like this for your own well-being and if you're in a menopausal state as well, you know, you've got falling level, levels of serotonin impacting your ability to concentrate, to focus. There's lots going on. You've got to learn how to stop. Start creating some boundaries. Stick to your own boundaries. That doesn't mean being totally inflexible, but a little bit. Because, as I said, the pattern can take three times. So if you have a relationship with someone, let's say a working relationship, let's say it's a boss or a colleague. And that colleague, oh, they, they've got this, oh, something happened. Oh, I can't go to that meeting. Can you go instead? And you think, oh, great. Well, I had this, you know, I've got to meet this deadline. Uh, uh, and really, you can't afford the time. But, you know, they're a colleague. Oh, well, I'll just help them out. You do it once. Okay. And then something else comes up and a similar situation occurs. They ask you once again, oh, could you go do that thing? Because you've not complained about it. You've just gone, oh, yeah, that's fine. No problem. Even though it really is a problem. And you've done it. And by the third time you do that, you set up a pattern in that relationship, an expectation. And now you're going to really struggle to change it without conflict because You've done it three times. Well, what's the problem? Why is this suddenly a problem? You then have to explain why this is a problem. And people don't realise it's a problem because you keep doing it. So they re they think, oh, you know, just ask Shirley. She'll do it. Just ask Jane. She'll do it. And you become the fall guy. And I interviewed someone not many moons ago on this podcast. And she told me how she had been doing this incredible job and she was really good at it and really well regarded and knew she did a great job and so did everybody else but she had a problem with boundaries she was oh, i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it yeah no that's fine that's fine she was stretching her day extending it you know to meet the needs of the job well i have to do it I have to do it you know there's no one else to do it you know the stories we tell ourselves that say but there is no one else but i can't tell my boss but it's just stories you've got to woman up a bit and go okay what why am i telling myself this story what can i do to change it and without the whole, I can't, I can't, but, 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 that word, but used to be such a big part of my vocabulary. 
I was not willing to get, no, but what you, you don't understand, but you don't realize, but it's different here, but my job is different to yours, but my, but, but, but nothing. When she left that job, they took on, and, and so here's the other thing, they go, oh, you know, yeah, but I can't get, I'd, you might think, well, why wouldn't you make a case for support, for uh, team, for, you know, to expand the project, extol the benefits of the project, clearly very important, clearly everyone values your work, therefore you should have the gravitas to be able to negotiate additional resources. No, that didn't happen. Oh no, but they can't, but they were, but there's no budget, but, 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 but. When she left, how many people do you think took her job? How many people do you think they suddenly had the resources to recruit to do her job? Five. Five people. Now, they had those resources the minute she went, so they clearly would have had the resources while she was there. And I tell the story only to make the point that we tell ourselves stories, we tell ourselves what's possible, what's not possible. We see ourselves as almost holding up the world. Oh no, it'll all fall apart if I don't do this or I'll lose my job or people won't like me. And quite honestly, that's usually the core of it. Or, you know, my family, you know, they'll be upset, they'll be mad with me, they'll sulk, they'll, they'll do whatever, they'll miss their, you know, something's really important to them. So I'll miss what's really important to me. Whereas when we rein it in a bit, and it is a little bit tough, you have to be a little bit tough. And I had to learn this. And am I, you know, as I've said many times, am I perfect? Do I always get this right? No. Sometimes I let my boundaries slip. But I'm also much firmer. So when it comes to my week, there are specific parts of the week apportioned for different kinds of work. Some of it's client work, some of it's things like this, like the podcast, some of it's social media stuff, some of it's um, preparing marketing materials for something I'm planning in the future, because I have to be mindful of my future income. Some of it is sitting down planning with colleagues, projects that we're working on together. And yes, clients are vital. Clients are what pay me to be able to do this. But most of the time, what happens is if you if you ring fence certain periods of the week where you know, okay, this is client time and you you offer some space, you know, okay, we can fit this in here. I can work with you in this space. And you know, you're going to be hundred percent there and you've allocated the time and they might push back and go, oh, uh, could we do it on? Because they're trying to manage their diary, which is reasonable, but you stay firm. You give some options. You go, well, actually, no, I could do this day here or that day there, this time, that time, you give a couple of options and they'll, they may push back again. Oh, could you, no, I, it's got to be this day at this kind of time or this day at that kind of time. Eventually we will all find a way to do this. We know, cause if we're making hair appointments, does the hairdresser just, just randomly, oh no, here, there, everywhere. Dentist appointments, we have to fit in with what's available to us and we make it work we can make it work we can always make it work so it's about retaining the same kind of discipline in your own work so does that mean i never ever ever move things around that i never do a bit of my book writing when i'm normally 
doing something else. I mean, it's never when I'm doing client work because my head's just in a different space. But do we do things at different times? Do, do I sometimes? Yes, sometimes if it's an existing client who's worked with me before and they've, they've always, you know, I know that they fit, you know, they fit around the schedule. I know they've got extenuating circumstances. You can make that judgment call. I do that. I make exceptions. No doubt I do. But I don't make exceptions for everybody all the time because otherwise my diary would look like some leaky colander. Actually, a colander is meant to be leaky, isn't it? So, <laughs> but, you know, you would have like bits of client work here and client work there and a bit of project and nothing would feel satisfying and nothing would have 100% of my attention. Personally, I find it better to ring fence pockets of time. So here, this half day or this whole day is all client work. And this few hours is all book work on this few hours is all marketing work. Because that way, you actually are more productive. You know, when you have to jump from thinking about, oh, hang on, I'm in client mode, now I'm in book mode, and now I'm in marketing mode, your brain actually doesn't adjust that quickly. It, it takes a little while to kind of get into the, the flow of what you're doing. And that's time lost, which contributes to stress, overwhelm, things being difficult, not being able to concentrate, all of that stuff. So boundaries are important. Look at your life. Look at the stories you tell yourself. If you're struggling in any way, and if you're listening to this, if you're part of my audience, then you probably are. You probably do struggle with irritation, upset, frustration, overwhelm, brain fog, all the things I always talk about on top of menopause with or without, you know, or with one lump or two, then you can carry on and, and start digging your own grave, you know, and having a life that doesn't actually feel like it's your own. Or you can start reining it in, taking back some of the control, creating some boundaries and recognising really sometimes that thing that someone is telling you is so important is it really more important than what you were doing in the first place? Is their priority more important than yours? No, maybe not. So stop making yourself less important than everybody else. By the same token, don't be more important. Don't, don't be so rigid that you're more important than everybody. And I know that's a little bit of a fear, like, oh, no, but I... But that goes back to the liking thing. Risk it. Now, everybody will not like you. And sometimes people will be a bit, they will be a bit grumpy and affronted, but sometimes they'll thank you for that. They'll be glad that you created that boundary, that you wouldn't flex because that meant they had to adapt too. So here endeth today's lesson. A little bit preachy, I know, but it just seemed really important. And if you grasp this, for many of you, it's transformational. If you if you don't grasp this, then all the other stuff, you know, almost every other thing I I share that you might do that you think will help your meditation, your yoga, um, your walk, walks in the park, whatever it is, none of that will really have any lasting value unless you tackle this particular issue.
So if it's something that you recognize, oh goodness, that's me, you really, really need to stop the buts. But you don't understand. But it's different for me. But I, yeah, I've heard them. I've done it. It isn't. One day you'll be then gone and there may be a gravestone. And what will it say on it? Shirley did a great job of pleasing everybody else. Will it? Shirley did a great job of not living her own life. Shirley did, you know what I mean? How, how important is it really? It's your life. People will love you more when your children relax and easy to be with. And that is easier to do when you have stronger boundaries. Okay. Have a great rest of day. If you found this helpful, please, as ever, share on social media. Otherwise, I will catch you tomorrow. Oh, and of course, on the Facebook page, The Mental Wealth Factory, do catch up with us there. All right, speak to you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thank you.